Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 339. The moment you can do something that brings in an income associated with cars, it's, it's just a, it's magical. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit, with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, John Borschelt. John, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, Mark. I'm buckled up, ready to go, and hopefully uh, your editing software is as well as I do a lot of sales and I love to talk. (laughs) I'm really happy to have you here. We're going to have a nice conversation, I think. John Borschelt is the founder and president of M.A. Carbon. M.A. Carbon specializes in the manufacturing of carbon fiber interior components for high-end and exotic automobiles. M.A. Carbon has the most extensive carbon product line for Ferrari, Porsche, and Lamborghini. They're headquartered in San Francisco Bay, and their production workshops are in Canada and Belgium. Their website is an example of cutting-edge design with configurators that allow their customers to visualize their vehicle's design while choosing how to customize their special cars. So, John, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Uh, Sure, Mark. Well, first of all, I've been uh, an enthusiast for many years and uh, got the the, um, passion for cars from my father. And about uh, 15 years ago or so, uh, had the opportunity to take that through some, some baby steps of take that passion and turn it into uh, a business and something that uh, I was able to um, work full-time at and uh, which is fairly rare in the uh, in the aftermarket world it seems like sure uh, and founded MA carbon back in 2003 and so uh, began by importing some carbon pieces from uh, Japan and uh, transitioned over the next few years to uh, producing stuff in-house and you know, broadening the products uh, to the point now, as you mentioned, we do have some of the most, uh, the broadest product lines for very high-end uh, cars such as you know, Ferraris, Lamborghini, Porsche, uh, McLaren, etc. cetera. Uh, but we do, you know, we do some, we've done a lot of stuff for Toyotas and, and other uh, other crazy projects, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know we 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 make everything ourselves and uh, really try to focus on 
making the customer happy and enjoy their customization project. That's really what we see our 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 job here. Maybe not as much to make um, you know a, a special steering wheel for somebody's Lamborghini, but to manage a project and and make something that that makes the process enjoyable because that's really really what uh, a lot of the customers are they're having fun doing something you know the end result the whole it's the whole package not just the end result that's that's important for them what stood out for me is I ran into your guys at the I believe it was the works reunion down during car week in Monterey and when I was looking at the products that you you guys are manufacturing I just went wow this is really nice nice quality because I in my former career I bought a lot of carbon fiber things that we resold to people. Not so much car parts, but they were carbon fiber things for accessory items like cell phone holders and things like that. And and I'll tell you, a lot of the carbon fiber that's out there is not that great. <laughs> it, it looks kind of cool from about – it's a 10-footer, as they say, in the car world. But yes. you guys are at a whole other extreme level, and that's Thank why – Yeah, you're welcome. That's why I really wanted to have you on the show and – Talk a little bit more about what you're doing, but we're also going to have some fun and talk about cars. So as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, so John, take the wheel. All right. Well, I got to say, I'm not really a big quote guy and not really a big introspective analysis person. So I don't have, you know, I I looked, I I did look at some um, of Mark's, all those great interviews you've done and saw amazing quotes Went wow, I, that, that resonates, makes a lot of sense. So I think I've got some homework there, but (laughs) what I did, I kind of started thinking about what do I, when I'm talking to customers every day on the phone Mm -hmm. um, or chatting or, you know, all the other different methods, what do I tell them and what do, what do we talk here? And really there's, it's kind of the same thing and the first one is we don't don't ship unless it's right mm. and so there's nothing worse than somebody we call it the open box test that when you open the box you got to be like wow that's really cool wow i can show this to my wife i just spent this money and she won't make fun of me or, or you know <laughs> you know that's really that's that's the, the gold standard is you know what's the uh, spouse say but also the other thing uh, i say you know pardon my french a little bit but we have to be more anal than the customer. And uh, we still occasionally get somebody that's even pickier than, than we are here at MA Carbon. But if we can really hold ourselves to that high standard, it really, you know, just it just makes such a better customer experience and, frankly, less stress for us. We're all familiar with we get something and we, real, we know that they, they sent it to us knowing that it wasn't, wasn't right. Yeah. You, you always wonder, you know, you, kind of something's dumped on you. Now you've got to deal with it. And all of our customers are so busy and, you know, it's, it's a, we're, we're not selling inexpensive parts to, in, with, to go on inexpensive cars. Any kind of hang-up or hassle or issue turns into, it's just, it's just another headache. And you can't have your, your passion. You don't want your passion to be a headache. You want it to be fun and enjoyable. And so those two are really what we absolutely do our best every day. You know, we try every day to uh, to really put that into what goes out the door. 
And I think uh, you know most. Uh, I think that applies to most situations in life. So sure, I just need somebody really smart to and uh, well known to say that, and then uh, and then I can subscribe to those uh, even more. <laughs> well, there's a great quote by a guy who was pretty darn smart that I think fits your philosophy, your mantra there at M A Carbon, and that was uh, Sir Henry Royce who said, "Make nothing nearly good enough." His whole philosophy was strive to be perfect. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what you're trying to say. Yeah. My wife handles our sales to Japan because she's Japanese and speaks Japanese. And I got an email one time where a customer sent me this photo. And I'm like, wow, thank you for that photo. That's awesome. Well, then my wife read the, the actual email and it said, John, thank you for the part. It looks nice. But this piece is slightly off from this piece. And I... I Look back at the photo. Oh my God, this this looks great. And then I realized, wow, he's right. Like there was the subtlest two degree, three degree orientation difference. And I was like, wow. I you know again, we found somebody that that was even uh, had you know had that uh, I wouldn't say standard, but that slightly more you know he had noticed that. And I went, you know what? We've never really that's not been one of the the, the items on the checklist. So we made that. That change to make sure now, okay, those two pieces, they've got to be, this is this is the exact orientation. Otherwise, you know, it, it, it's, it's a scrap piece. So. The customer will always let you know. <laughs> yeah. At least you hope he will because those customers that don't let you know are the worst. Yeah, and actually, well, the other thing is if, you know, going back to that Roy say, if you do your best and somebody has an issue with it, then you, honest, you, you honestly say, hey, you're right and I'm going to fix it. And rather than be like slinking away and saying, "Oh yeah, I know it's you know it's it's <laughs> a picky guy," <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it, it really is. So. Yeah. Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? You talk about uh, your dad being into cars, and that was maybe part of the catalyst that really got you going into cars. But is there a pivotal moment in your life you remember when you really knew you were a car guy? Yeah, I well, uh, when I was growing up, actually, I was an air, you know, like many young. People. I was an airplane person, knew every airplane there was, and was like, I'm going to be an Air Force fighter pilot. And I just, you know, I, that's that was my passion in my life. And uh, in fifth grade or sixth grade, somewhere back then, I had an eye exam, and we found that uh, not only was one of my eyes not going to be 2020, it was it were it was not going to be 2020 no matter what we did. Mm-hmm. And so my my flight dreams. Let's just say they, they crashed from 30,000 feet. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but the next week, my dad had always been a car guy. He had, you know, 356s and 911s in the 60s, you know, 3.0 CS BMWs in the, um, in the 70s. Cool. And alphas and, you know, spiders and things like that. The next weekend, after I had gotten that news, he just happened to be going out to, to test drive, you know, to go look at something. Yeah, they say, "Hey, John, you want to come look?" And I always before I just like, "Oh, that's nah, so, you know, <laughs> I'm reading my, I'm building my model plane." Right. And uh, yeah, I said, "Hey, let's go look at this car." And I said, "Sure, let's let's do it." And it was a 1980 uh, Euro Market 928 silver with with claimed aluminum fenders and lightweight and all this and that. And um, mm. I grew up in Santa Cruz, California, which is um, where the you know famous Bruce Canapa is located. Oh and yeah. So we're in the back hills. My dad test driving this car, and he hit the you know gas pedal, and yeah, everything blurs. And I'm like, ooh, this is cool. So <laughs> almost as that, cool as the jet fighter. 
Yeah, and uh, so the death, you might say, of the airplane pilot dream resurrected into, uh, hey, I can still drive a car, and uh, they're neat, and um, it's I've been a car guy ever since. Cool. I love it. Great story. Yeah, no, it was, that was really the, that was the, the turning point. So. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. What I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the challenges you face, or one in particular, even a great failure that you faced along the way in your, in your career. But the most important part of this has to do with how did you overcome that particular okay. situation, and, and what did you learn from it? Let's see. I, I've got, I had a great, I was trying to think back what my absolute biggest failure has been. And uh, before I started MA Carbon, um, before I actually went into the car stuff, um, I was a computer science. I had uh, graduated, you know, the computer science major, was uh, in consulting with the, the big six accounting firms. Was doing pretty, you know, was doing, uh, was doing well there and uh, enjoyed it. And then uh, I was independent, you know, contracting actually to those types of firms as they implemented stuff. And I remember the biggest failure I think I ever had was we were implementing a, a system for a Fortune 500 company, and I had to fly to Atlanta. We did some testing, which involved email alerts from our system. We had to rush out of there to get back on the airplane, fly back to California. I forgot to turn off or clean the system of these alerts. Mm. I come in on Monday morning to find out that the test system we had done had literally melted the email servers, the CPUs of the email servers for this Fortune 500, for a division of a Fortune 500 company. Oh, no. Wiping out email service for three days Ouch. for, a, for you know, a, a company with probably 20,000 people on this one email system. Ooh. I literally came home, laid on my couch and said, it's bye-bye, <laughs> bye-bye couch, bye-bye house, bye-bye this and that. Ugh. And what I learned, you know, I, I pulled myself together. Oh my God, what have I done? Got off the couch and went into the office the next day. And uh, what I really learned from that is that the project, the customer project manager said, okay, we had a bit of a problem this weekend, and here's what we're going to do to fix it, and we're going to move forward. And sure enough, you know, new CPUs were put in the mail servers. The system was brought back up. Uh, we made sure that our test system did not send any more email, and we we kept moving. Yeah. So that two things, one, I can apply that to today, you know, Hey, you know, okay. We missed a day on shipping a steering wheel for a car. It, it kind of puts things a little bit into perspective, but the main thing is that there'll always be tomorrow and you can't sit there and put your head in your hands and, and cry about it. You got to figure out, okay, how do we move forward? How do we fix it? Especially with a little company that's something you have to do every day. There's always a roadblock. There's always a problem. You can't just sit there and, and go, whoa, is me. You have to figure it out, figure out the solution, and, and move forward. Yeah, so absolutely. That's my, that is my, uh, that was probably the biggest challenge I could remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we all, all face these things, and you're right, exactly. Uh, it's just keep moving forward, keep putting one foot in front of the other, no matter what 
and find a way to get through it. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I like to call this an aha moment in your career. It's it's that time when the headlights came on and kind of illuminated your way for this new idea or a new direction you had. And tell us the steps that you took to turn your aha moment into your success. So I'll start at the very beginning. Again, I was a computer guy. I had a 308 Quattroval Ferrari was my, my hobby car. And so I saw that everybody was putting little fender shields on their car. And one day I was sitting in, I was in Japan uh, with my wife and we're, you know, looking, I was looking at car magazines. You can't read them because I can't read Japanese, <laughs> but I saw an ad for fender shields and the price was a quarter of the price they were here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And so I said, Yoko, call this, you know, call this guy and let's, let's order some. And, um... I proceeded for the next, you know, this is like 98, for the next two years to to make and sell fender shields on Friday nights, you know, and sent those out to, I don't know how many people, actually worldwide. I mean, it was actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I bet you would have done much better if I just concentrate on computers and spent that time doing that. But, <laughs> you know, a car guy, the moment you can do something that brings in an income associated with cars, it's, or with, with your true passion, it's, it's just a... Magical. It's magical, and you know you really could make more doing something else, but it's it's like a multiplier. So every dollar you make doing something with cars or your passion, it's it's like five it's like five drudgery dollars. You might say, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, that was kind of the aha, and then we moved. I saw somebody selling carbon from Japan, and again using my Japanese a uh, little bit of my Japanese uh, expertise, started importing their parts, and then mm. from there it just kind of. It, it just grew and grew, and and so to the point now where we have uh, multiple locations in the in the in the world, decent name recognition, and proceeding along. So you know we're 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 push always pushing, and absolutely wonderful products too. And you know you, you you dropped some great golden nuggets here for those listeners here on Cars yeah, who are entrepreneurial or would love to be doing something like you you or any of my past yeah. three hundred plus guests, and that is working in their field of passion. You know, the you said it earlier is the when you start to be able to create some kind of an income, every one of those dollars, kind of a, a compound, if yeah. you will, uh, as far as enjoyment. I remember the first sponsor I had here at Cars yeah, when I got that first sponsor check in the mail, I almost cried in the driveway because I'm like, <laughs> well, somebody actually likes me. I'm doing something good here. So, yes. yeah, it's a wonderful moment. For the uh, the enthusiast, you know, there is that multiplier for the spouse, there that's actually a divider. So uh, <laughs> the importance of having a very strong team member. Oh yes. uh, on your very team. Supportive, yeah. Very supportive. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, we're probably both fortunate there. My wife. We just celebrated 31 years of being married, and uh, yeah, she's always supported my passion for cars. So uh, great to have that that yes, team. I'm member. in the same same boat, and uh, doesn't a day go by where I'm not thankful. There you go. We got in those plugs. Good for us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How about proudest career moment, if the spouses are even listening to yes. the show? Well, I'm sure they they are, of course. Uh, how about proudest career moment? Is there one in particular that stands out for you? I've got a couple. I'll, I'll do them quick and uh, pick. You can take your pick. One, you know, we, we do get some kind of some cool customers. And um, one, uh, I spent three days in Graham Rahal's garage um, in Indianapolis. Uh, we did his uh, 458 Ferrari um, car that he had at the time. Uh, we installed a, 
or I installed an interior. And I got to say, Graham was the coolest guy ever. And um, we spent, you know, we were working like he came in and, 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 you know, let me go. And finally, he's a true car guy as well. And, and finally, I think the curiosity slash, you know, uh, it just got to him and he had to come out and, and help. And uh, him and I were working on his car at, at 1 a.m. That was, to me, that was really cool. I was, it was like oh, yeah. super neat. And um, I've done a lot with Tony Kanan over the years as well. And uh, we did some stuff at his place in Miami. That was fun. Cool. And then last two, I, I thought, I, we have a lot of international customers. And uh, I have a very int- uh, strong interest in, in uh, international and just you know, always enjoy talking to, to people from, from anywhere. And uh, one customer in Singapore, a lot of customers say, hey, if you're ever here, um, and I say it too, if you're ever here in San Francisco, um, we'll show you around. And, and so this customer in Singapore said, hey, yeah, come on out. You know, next time you're in Singapore, I'll show you around. So um, about two months later, I said, hey, uh, I just happened to be in Singapore. <laughs> show me around. <laughs> there you go. And uh, we're sitting in this open air market eating who knows what. Um, you know, in the warm Singapore night with him, his, his wife, uh, friend and girlfriend, and, and I was just sitting there and I was just like, look, as this is like, wow, look, you know, look where I am. Look what this is, this, this car passion um, has taken, has, has taken me. And yeah. um, it was just, it was just one of those, uh, you know, it's a, just, just a dinner and nothing, nothing, you know, really, truly special. But it was one of the cooler times for me. I really, it just, it just summarized for me what the passion was and meeting all these fun people worldwide. It's just really cool. That this was- is a uh, reoccurring theme that I hear over and over again. And I think those of us in the car hobby, the, the passion of cars and even the car business know it's, it really is the people that we get to meet, the people we get to be around. I had Spike Ferriston, who's mm. uh, from TV's Car Matchmaker on. And what a show. And he said, you know, I work in the uh, in the entertainment business. And not everybody in the entertainment business is really that kind and nice. But in but in the car business, everybody is nice. Everybody's yeah. friendly. So uh, I think you hit on a chord there. The other part of it is just there's the people that we met, but then also I, you know, doing something that's a little bit different and cool. And uh, we once did for Noel Lee. He's the president of Monster Cable, um, a very well known uh, Lamborghini owner. Um, you know, just in the car world, very uh, very well known guy. Uh, but he rides segways everywhere, so they had us do a custom two custom segways to match his new at the time Murcielago and his Scuderia. Wow! And so we built these these segways, and he rode the Ferrari one out onto the stage at CES in Vegas, you know, with like Lady Gaga and stuff. You know, they were doing some announcement at the time. <laughs> And literally, you know, it, it really was like a TV show. The night before, we're trying to we're we're trying to assemble the the Segway. The parts aren't going together. You know, like we test fit in the shop, and now we get to Vegas, and it, it's it's not working. And literally, it's funny. We actually had to use the word of God to um, to get this Segway to work because there was a pin that wouldn't that wouldn't go through, and we didn't have any tools. And the only thing available was was uh, <coughs> You know, Lord, uh, forgive us. The Gideon Bible in this <laughs> in this Vegas, you know, in the Paris hotel room. Yep. And we use that to to drive that pin through. <laughs> and uh, the next day, you know, the next morning, it uh, worked. Up, Noel's up there riding it on on stage. And that project not only was it cool, it brought together just 
there are amazing talents from the team of, of being able to design something, come up with it, doing different things that no one had done before and, and taking on a project that, that was just, you know, strange, you might say, and, and not really in our comfort zone. And, uh, you know, despite the tight timeline, you know, we delivered it and Noel, it didn't break while Noel was on stage. And, uh, you know, it was it was very cool. And uh, segways are neat to ride if you've never done. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. We got to play around a bit. It was really neat. So those are those are really the highlights, I'd say. Very cool. Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special car? And maybe you could share a memory you had with that vehicle. I learned to drive on my father's 74 Alpha Spider. And uh, I got to drive that around quite a bit. Uh, it was a beater. Paint was bad. And... Um, you know, the interior wasn't that great, you know, as many, many alphas were prior to this uh, run-up uh, in, in values lately. Unfortunately, I crashed it uh, after getting a few tickets because there was a Corvair Monza Spider across from our high school on a used car lot. So I was daydreaming about selling this slow alpha and getting this turbo, no, actually probably wasn't even turbo, but getting, you know, a Corvair Spider that would look cooler to me at the time. And sure enough, uh, I wasn't paying attention slick road ran right into a guy oh no that was the uh the the spider got put in the garage and um uh it was sold like seven months later to to some somebody who uh who fixed it and um i think that was the end of my driving career for like three years too <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't afford insurance so. that was probably my first special yeah we learned those lessons how about seller's remorse is there a vehicle you've owned that you sold you really wish was back in the garage i've got i mean i've got two i sold back in 2010 i had i had my 308 uh qv for for almost 15 years and uh ma carbon it didn't it didn't fit with what we what we were doing and we needed a, a shop car so I sold, uh, I could not give the 308 away in 2010 and, and sold, you know, I actually did all right from when I bought it, but um, uh, I sold it for the high, in the high 20s and I bought a Porsche 996 in the high 20s to use as our shop car. Uh, I sold the Porsche a couple weeks ago, lost, you know, well not lost, but four years uh, depreciated, uh, you know, 10K or so. And of course, that 308 right now is worth about 90. So yeah, the 308s have finally, finally started to take off. They just floundered for so long, a lot longer than you would have thought. They really have. But they're, you know, they they were great cars. And um, the thing I liked about it, I mean, I was ready to sell it. It was, you know, I'd, I'd kind of done my thing, and um, but it just looked is so beautiful, and it sat in the garage and. You you come and you go to work and you just look at it and it's like, wow, there's a, there's a reason to go to work today is I've got my <laughs> and There you uh, go. <laughs> you know, not that I have to, you know, got the kids and the bills and all that, but you know, at the end of the day, you got your, you got your car in the garage and it's, uh, you know, it's that little extra juice for, for, for doing something that day. So. A little bit of fun. How about current projects? Uh, what are you working on right now that really has you excited and fired up? Well, I sold that Porsche and have a few uh, old Mercedes uh, SLs that I'm working on, um, trying to get those, you know, <laughs> get those so that they're enjoyable. But from a company perspective, I got to say, I was an, you know, as an IT guy, so I still have the juice for for doing cool stuff and um, computer wise, especially being here in the Bay Area with with all the technology that's going on. Uh, one of our big projects has been 
making an interior configurator for our, our website. That allows the customer to pick their car, pick all the components you know that they want. It prices it out. It checks availability um, against our website. It displays install guides, and that thing has been. It's uh, no one. No one our size has it, and very few companies, even larger, have it. I think it's it's more functional than like Ferrari's configurator and, cool. and stuff like that. So, but you know, if you only have a few people, you know, we're we're not that big. So, getting time to do the graphics while taking care of everything else is difficult. But that one really has me excited, and you know, you kind of think, hey, can it do more than just configure car interiors? So, yeah, that's our current project that's really neat. I think. Very cool. I love it. Yeah. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, John. Okay. If you were, I know at the beginning you said, I'm not a very introspective guy, so I'm going to press <laughs> you a little bit on this one. <laughs> if you were a car, what yes. kind of car would you be and why? Yeah, I, as I said, I, I, you know, I think introspective comes also with looking back a little bit. So um, I was trying to think what I would be and, and I came up with, and this is not Definitely not very sexy, but um, I came up with that I'm an AMG Mercedes sedan. Okay. And uh, the reason is, is first of all, I've had, I had a 16-valve Cosworth 190, which was really cool. Um, I had a C36 AMG, and then uh, currently the, the Daily Driver is an E55, uh, early 2000s E55 with the, with the supercharger and the yeah. 480 horsepower. So cool. very cool, solid. Not too flashy, but um, you know, just just fast and and fun, and uh, but not, you know, I'm certainly not a Ferrari or a you know something like that. <laughs> there uh, you go. But the on the you know the one thing I don't share with my you know my AMG is I'm I'm fairly low maintenance, and uh, all these Mercedes <laughs> literally each out of house and home. It's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, so. they're pricey to keep up. Well, that's good. A nice way to answer that. I like yes. that. I love that question. It's uh, it's a fun question here on cars, yeah. And up next is the last lap. But okay. before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's cars, yeah sponsors. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick 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 because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NoCo Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Okay, John, we're back and we're entering the last lap. And this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some real quick blips of the throttle answers. So are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? My father always said, the hunt is more fun than the kill. And <laughs> uh, he was definitely a renowned tire kicker. 
and it would it's definitely great advice i don't follow it i tend to look at one car and buy it so um <laughs> it's great advice and i i unfortunately don't follow it very well yeah i think your dad was a smart man <laughs> he, he is <laughs> he is yeah would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years uh main thing i think is self-motivation you're not going to survive in this kind of stuff if you're not the one that's getting yourself out of bed getting to the office shipping only that's that that you're 100 percent happy with it it's all it's all internal and if you have to have somebody telling you that it's you know in, in all of life it's, it's not going to work yep so. tenacity perseverance self-motivation yep. yep i hear that from many many of my entrepreneurial guests do you have a resource that you think our listeners would really enjoy uh yeah actually i think it's just a small tip um obviously not everybody knows ebay and google and all that but uh if you put into google site colon craigslist.org and then whatever you want that searches all of craigslist and uh you put in your rare collector car it's a great way to get in trouble with your with- <laughs> very nice insider yeah. tip i like that <laughs> uh, it's, it's uh use it at your own risk yep Absolutely. And don't don't be drinking wine at night and using that because you you will get in trouble. Yeah, you'll buy what you didn't want to buy. <laughs> you go back to listen to your dad. <laughs> Kick those tires. Don't push that. Don't push that uh, bid button on the keyboard. Guy, uh, yes. Or don't don't lowball people on Craigslist because you know they'll reject you. Because guess what? They they might you'll wind just, up buying something. Yeah, yeah. Be careful what you ask for. How about a book? I know there's a lot of great books out there, but is there one in particular you think the Cars Yacht listeners would enjoy? I gotta admit, I, I I read a lot of I read a lot of the English car classic car magazines. I don't read much car books, and I'm gonna sound a little geeky and uh, you know I, I weighed whether I should even say this. I like you know they're kind of there's a some a gentleman called James Rawlins who writes some kind of like they're like science CIA type stuff, and uh-huh. I don't know it it. After a long day of cars, I like to read something that's easy reading and yeah. not related to what I'm doing. So that that and watching a Giants, uh, San Francisco Giants game, <laughs> those are two ways for me to relax. There you go. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources on John's show notes page at carsyad.com slash John Borschelt. And John's last name is B-O-R-C-H-E-L-T. All right, John, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. Yep. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the price because today I'm writing the check. Okay. What would that one vehicle be? And more importantly, why? Okay. Uh, It would be a 1980 BMW M1 white with black interior. And the reason for that is... Uh, growing up in Santa Cruz, uh, Bruce Canapa had his uh, little business there in our downtown area, and uh, I'm pretty sure well, he'd be the only one. So I'm pretty sure it was his. Uh, somebody had imported one, and you would see that running around town once in a while, and uh, that corresponded with that Porsche drive I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So I've just always liked them. I think they look great. And let's be frank with everybody. You know, we get these cars. We really don't have as much time to drive them as we'd like. The garage art aspect is is important, and to me, it's just it's it's when I grew up, and it's just a great looking car, and it's a six yeah you know, 
it's a it's a BMW, so it should uh, <laughs> should hold up quite well. Should hold up probably better than my AMGs. I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, it's a great choice, and Bruce has been a guest here on Cars. Yeah, yeah certainly his cars, the cars that come out of his facility are top notch. So what I'll do is give Bruce a call and say, "Hey, we need an eighty M one in white that I need you to find for me," and I'm sure he'll come up with something. And I'm going to have to write a really big golfer size check. Yeah, I can, I can, uh, I can trade them some old, uh, some old, uh, not very worth much uh, SLs and Fiats. So. Okay, okay. Well, he's a wheeler <laughs> dealer, so he likes playing with cars. He might take it. <laughs> he might take it. Yeah, absolutely. John, you have taken me on a great ride today. I knew you would. I've really enjoyed talking Thanks. with you. You're welcome, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yow listeners. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off down the coast highway there in Santa Cruz in that 1980 BMW M1? Sure. You know, as everybody, all of the Carziaz guests have said, pursue your passion. Um, I would definitely agree. I, you know, you, you definitely need to think it through and and have your business plan and realize it's gonna you're gonna work a lot. So if you think you've got something, go for it and uh, make sure your wife's on board. Absolutely. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business, M A Carbon? Sure. Uh, you can see us at macarbon.com. That's M-A-C-A-R-B-O-N.com. And, uh, or you can call us here at the shop, 650-489-4415. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, all those, uh, those, those uh, various platforms, as well as uh, uh, we sponsor Ferrari Chat, Six Speed. Um, a lot of different forms. So uh, definitely uh, give us a call. We'd be happy to to talk to you, uh, cars, carbon, or anything else. Absolutely. Listeners, again, you can find links to everything on John's show notes page at carsyad.com. Just put John in the search box. His show notes page will pop up. And I would encourage you to to check out the products. I've gotten the joy of holding them in my hands. I got to see these things. They are absolutely spectacular. I think you're going to find the same thing. John, thanks again for being so generous today with your time. You're welcome in your expertise and and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Uh, Thank you, Mark. I appreciate the time and thank you for any listeners who who, uh, take the time to listen to our interview. I appreciate it. Absolutely. The pleasure was all mine. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Cars Yeah!